At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. everyone and welcome into the show it is betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike richard your host live from las vegas nevada your other host on the east coast today out there in boston is josh applebaum josh how are you rich i'm doing great happy tuesday and we got a ton to get to today my man we have <laughs> nba finals game one i got four prop bets i've been doing my homework on these props here Pritch, so i'll run them by you big mlb day as well get to talk to our guy josh towers talk nba with tom Byrne. Uh, but also, Pritch, I have, I'll tease this for later in the show, okay. the match, Brady, DeChambeau, the whole crew. I've been looking at some betting percentages and some line movement for the match. I think what I, I found something that really intrigues me, so I'll share it with you later, but I think there's a sneaky, sharp play on who will win the match, uh, which takes off uh, tonight, 530 in Big Sky, Montana. So get ready for that, Pritch. I'll see if you I'll see if you agree with me or not. Okay, I look forward to that. Uh, somehow I knew you were going to be involved in a bet that includes Tom Brady. Uh, something told me that. <laughs> Little birdie told me that. Always, always <laughs> Pritch. Again, hey, uh, all my memories uh, being a Patriots fan, all thanks to Tom Brady, and then also riding Brady in the playoffs, you know, as a dog, getting three, three and a half the whole way, Pritch. Right. It's hard to bet against him, but I'll just say this is really interesting. It falls into a wheelhouse play for me. Obviously, this is kind of a fun match, but these guys are competitive. Brady's been taking his meme game to a whole new level here, mm-hmm. Pritch, you know, kind of talking crap back and forth. Uh, but this is this is interesting. We can bet on it. We have some great data from BetMGM. We'll hit on it later. But I think the obvious play may not be so obvious. And something that I picked up with the percentages and the way the line is moving, looks like we have some sharp movement here on the match. All right. That's the tease right there, Josh. Good good job <laughs> right there. We got Italy and Spain in the studio, too, so I won't be distracted, hopefully. Uh, but let's get to the Canadians and Tampa Bay. Uh, as the Canadians, they win the game 3-2 to two in overtime. Uh, opportunity for Tampa Bay to close them out, certainly. But uh, you're looking at this game, uh, game uh, four there out there in Canada, Josh. Uh, Tampa Bay closed minus 142. Uh, I don't know if people were looking to go the other way with this one, with the Canadians and putting up a fight at home. Do not want to get swept. Uh, they were plus 132. Uh, the total was five as well. Yeah, Pritch, this was, this was intriguing. You got to hand it to the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, that was a huge win to keep their season alive last night. And really, this goes to the importance, as we always talk about, of looking at the complete history of the line movement, not just early movement, but late movement as well. And we know that hockey, you know, again, it's not the NFL. It's not bas- It's not the NBA. It doesn't get as heavily bet. But you do get these ticket counts to increase a bit here in the playoffs. What I'm getting at here, Pritch, is pretty much for 75% of the time from open until a few hours before the game, it looked like a lot of Tampa Bay money. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay opened around minus 140. At one point, they got up to minus 160, Pritch. So I'm saying, hey, they're the, they're the they're playing amazing right now, looking good, looking unstoppable, coming off that big 6-3 win. They had won and covered the puck line minus one and a half every single game. But here's the importance of looking at late movement. If you noticed last hour, hour and a half, even the last 30 minutes, that line really dipped toward Montreal. At one point, Montreal got to, I think they got to like uh, plus 140. 
in that last hour or so, got all the way down to plus 130. So you saw that movement late toward uh, toward Montreal ended up being right. Obviously, you know, if you're uh, if you're holding a, a Montreal ticket, you got to thank thank Carey Price because he stoned the Lightning there with a four minute power play that extended into overtime. Mm -hmm. That was really the shot for for Tampa Bay to close it out. You know, that was the game we were waiting for for really for uh, for Price to stand on his head and pace them to a win. And that's what we have here. But Pritch, the other thing was the under. Five and a half hooks. This is death taxes, and if you're going to bet a number, an under, get the hook the right. under five and a half, Rich. This is so critically important, you know. And again, we talk about it a lot. This series has been pretty low totals. I saw some four and a halfs, even some fives, pretty much across the board. But it was juiced up so much to the over that if you looked at your book and you did some research and you searched out for an alternate number or a five and a half that was juiced up under, that was the key. Because once you once you got two two going into overtime, you knew no matter what you would cash the under with the hook. So. Uh, tip your cap to anyone who, who saw that late move in Montreal. And, of course, anyone with the under, you're feeling good there. Three to two win, under five and a half cash. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you could get that hook uh, right there, certainly the over out here, Josh, close minus 150, juiced up that way. Um, okay, Lightning in four, excuse me, in five, minus 200, as opposed to them winning the series minus 2,500. Uh, are you involved here in the series at all? So I'm involved a little bit. I want to give a shout out to our guy, Andy McNeil in Canada, right. who uh, is just the best when it comes to hockey. You remember Andy, he wrote about this in the newsletter. Yep. Make sure you get it. It's free. The VEASAN newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. But Andy had highlighted right off the bat that he felt minus 250. That was the opening series price with Tampa Bay. He thought that was a little high. And remember, the Vegas Golden Knights, Pritch, they were yeah. like minus 500. Right. So that was a good value play there. That was great. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll follow that, too. I mean, I think the better bet on the board certainly would be uh, N5, the exact uh, number right there. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host live from Las Vegas. Your other host on the East Coast, Josh Applebaum, live out there in Boston. Uh, Josh, we got game one of the NBA Finals uh, tipping off a little bit later on. Uh, Giannis is ruled as doubtful. Um, doing some research on a hyper-extended knee. Uh, look, my knee's been twisted, probably extended, uh, maybe hyper-extended too. Uh, and so I can only imagine uh, what Giannis is trying to get through or go through in order to get back out there on the floor. I mean, I was going through getting my knee drained three times a week, and that was one game a week. Uh, so I don't know when we're going to see Giannis uh, in this series. Right now we got a price of Phoenix uh, laying five and a half at home. 220 now is the total in game one. Yeah, so a couple things go on right here, Pritch. And, of course, we can't just have a straightforward number. We have to have injuries that are moving numbers, and we have to deal with this. This is part of betting the NBA here, Pritch. But a couple things going on. So, number one, let's start with the series price. I just tipped my cap to Andy McNeil, that minus 250 mm -hmm. with the lightning early. I think right now could be an opportunity to grab the Phoenix Suns at minus 190, Pritch. They're minus 190 favorites to win the series here. 66% implied probability. You have the Bucks at plus 160. To me, the value play would be uh, Phoenix here to win the series, mostly because, number one, they've been the better team throughout the playoffs. Number two, they have a ton of rest, Pritch. They've been off since June 30th, so they're really the, the much more rested team, been able to rehab, you know, get some injuries, uh, you know, kind of figured out there. Uh, and, and really just the, the injury to Giannis. So to me, the, the play would be now to grab the series price with Phoenix because if they win tonight, that minus 190, probably go up to like minus 500, minus 400, something like that. But for tonight, Pritch, we've really seen some back and forth action. And this has all been about really Giannis here because a lot mm -hmm. of these books open Phoenix Suns minus five and a half. And really early on, we saw a big move toward the Suns. Suns got up to minus six, even got up to minus six and a half at some shops. And what we just saw probably last hour or so, Pritch, is that Giannis actually got upgraded. He got upgraded from doubtful to questionable. So he's still in, he's not in that probable range, 
we're gonna have to see how it shakes out here. Uh, but with the with kind of the upgrade to Giannis that he now may play, mm-hmm. that line got hit. It got hit at Bucks plus six and a half plus six. It's now down to five and a half. Um, but I think if you like the Suns, you're really banking on a couple things. One, they've been great as a favorite um, overall. Eight and three ATS is a favorite. Five and two ATS at home. Huge rest advantage here. You know they've been again just sitting back, getting ready, practicing. And Chris Paul even mentioned he had something with his hand that this extra time has really benefited him. Uh, some nagging injuries. Booker with his with his face mask, Pritch. I don't know if he can uh, ditch that tonight with this time off here. But the big rest advantage where Milwaukee played July 3rd. Last game for Phoenix was uh, June 30th. And also we've seen favorites, six and a half or less, do very well this playoffs, 40 and 27 ATS, 60%. So I think we're in this waiting game now that it's at five and a half. Will Giannis play? Will he not play? If he's in, Pritch, this thing's going to fall. But if he's out, it may go back the other way. You're walking a tightrope. Right. I'm still leaning Suns here based on this rest advantage and really the way they've been playing throughout the playoffs. Well, let's hit on that, uh, Josh, because in game one yesterday, uh, the Suns were laying six. Uh, we had JBT on the program, our NBA expert here at VEASAN. Uh, he thought that was uh, uh, that value was too high right there. And so uh, we saw it move during the show, actually, to minus five and a half. Uh, now, that was towards the end of the show, too, right? Uh, so now it's sitting at minus five and a half still. Now, as a, an experienced better, I'm going to ask you this question when it comes to Giannis being upgraded from doubtful to questionable. Uh, as a better, do you interpret that as he's going to play tonight? I think it obviously his chances of playing have gotten better. You know, mm-hmm. again, we got to admit that, but I still think, I don't know, this is an injury pitch that, you know, typically, and you've dealt with this as a professional football player. Uh, typically I've heard this is, you know, kind of a, a couple weeks sort of thing, a month sort of thing. And he's trying to come back in a short time frame. Obviously it's the NBA finals and you want to play, you don't know how many times these opportunities come about, but with Trey young and just the erraticness of these star players, not knowing whether they'll play, whether or not, I think it's truly a waiting game. I okay. would still be surprised if Giannis plays, um, you know, but the fact that he got upgraded to probably gives you more of a shot to me. I think if you're betting this game, what you want to do is have two things up your visa and live odds page and Twitter. And once you get confirmation, whether Giannis is in or out, like, let's say he's ruled out. If you see a book that's still hanging at five and a half, I would jump on the five and a half mm-hmm. because you're going to think it's probably going to get up to six, six and a half, something like that. Now, the other thing is if he's in and you still see a five and a half and you like Milwaukee getting the points, you probably want to grab the five and a half before maybe it falls five to or four and a half. So to me, Pritch, this is the ultimate live odds uh, Twitter yeah. game here. Let's see what the deal is with Giannis. Um, the other thing though, Pritch, is if you like the over, a lot of over money is coming here. Right. Open I was going to say, is that an indicator? Yeah. So could that be an indicator? Yeah. Pritch. I think it could be an indicator here. Now, now the one thing is the weird thing is the Bucks have actually done better to the over with Giannis out. Right. He's a great defensive player. He's off the court. Um, and of course it opens up the, you know, different options. And it felt like in that, the end of the, that Hawk series, Pritch, a lot of layups, a lot of fast breaks, a lot of back and forth. I think the lack of Giannis defensively on the court actually benefited some overs. So the weird thing is he's upgraded a questionable yet. This total keeps rising two seventeen and a half up to two nineteen and a half. I see some two twenties right now. We have seen when the over rises at least that point uh, or the total rises at least that point, the over 16 and 13, this playoffs 55%. So again, the total, the spread, it's really going to be affected by uh, what clarity we'll get on Giannis, you know, in, out. Right now it's questionable. Right now it's the waiting game. You know, we're going to get into matchups with Tom Byrne in hour number two. Uh, break it down a little bit more. Maybe we'll get some more news about Giannis too, uh, Josh. But from a market insight perspective, uh, I'm so happy to have you on the program or uh, have you available for the program today because uh, this is everything. I mean, you know, with Giannis on the floor and, and being upgraded. So for me personally as a player, Josh, uh, getting your knee drained and from a hyperextended 
hit knee with no structural damage. Uh, it, it implies to me that, okay, he might feel comfortable or the pain uh, is not severe enough to where, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. At least I'm going to try it. Uh, so as a player, I'm expecting him to play. Now, as a better, I mean, I don't know if people want to wager their money on that, uh, right? But that's just some information right there. I mean, as a player, uh, whatever you're doing to rehab, whether you're getting your knee drained or, you know, you're trying to take away the discomfort in any way. You mentioned Toradol before. That could help, right? So if there's no structural damage, uh, for me, at least as a former player, I think he's going to play. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Pritch. So the big thing is structural damage. I mean, Yas is a guy you've signed for a huge extension here. Right. You expect him to be the face of your franchise for many years. You don't want to put him in a position where, you know, you get him out there too early and he really hurts his knee and maybe mm -hmm. he's out for next year. You know, we've seen this with Clay Thompson. These injuries can linger year on year in and year out. So you want to be cautious if you're a small market team like the Bucks. Yeah, but it's a, a championship, though, Josh. I but mean, this exactly. is how many times are you going to get to get to the NBA Finals? And, you know, if I blow out my knee, I blow out my knee. I think some players have that kind of mindset. I think that's a great point. So that would be, you know, uh, throw it in the bucket of him giving it a go, you know, putting on a brace. <laughs> right. if it's a pain management issue, you know, getting a shot here or trying to just loosen it up a little bit. But then you also get into the point of, you know, how effective will these players be? Like, I go back to Trey Young, mm -hmm. he played in that last game, but what did he have? Seven points at one point. He really wasn't himself. He couldn't get off uh, and really extend to the basket and go hard to the paint. So uh, that's something we got to monitor and keep an eye out for. Yeah. Uh, but again, how do you, if you can walk Pritch, you got to think Giannis is going to try <laughs> to give it a go. Right. I agree with you again on that. I mean, Trey Young didn't play with confidence and Giannis as an athletic player, uh, you would think, or at least consider where his confidence is going to be in this game, even though he could suit up and, and get out there and play and be on the floor. Uh, looking at the correct score of the series, uh, the Suns to, uh, to sweep it, Josh, uh, they're at plus 850. Betham GM is saying 45% of the handle is on that right now. Ooh, that's interesting, Pritch. Remember, where's our guy, Sons and Four guy? Remember, he got his own action figure. The guy who <laughs> uh, got, got famous on Twitter there. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he's he's dabbling in that 45% with the plus 850. Um, I think that could be a long shot. I don't know. I just think the Bucks at some point, maybe if it's not tonight, you do expect Giannis to, to make an appearance in this series. Uh, and, and, and we have seen when, you know, series switch, home road and maybe mm -hmm. the bucks let's maybe they're down 2-0 they come back home and we can dust off our you know first quarter system a team down 0-2 that we're getting ahead of ourselves here but the fact that that's plus 850 it's a juicy number right and you feel like the suns are really playing with house money right now they you know probably maybe didn't expect to be here and they're playing great but i would lean more to at least the bucks getting a game or two you know four to one is plus 350 suns in seven uh it is plus 350 as well so based on just the smallest payouts here they're on the Suns in, in five and the Suns in seven. So uh, I could see one of those two hitting there, maybe even Suns in six plus 450. Uh, but again, can they can they sweep? They, they definitely well could. Uh, but Pritch, I expect kind of like that Tampa Bay series. I know we're switching sports, Tampa Bay, Montreal. Uh, I know people were really happy last night because a lot of people uh, had, and I know Brady Cannon, our colleague, he really had at least one win there from the Canadians and he got it last night. So I think if you're, thinking about one of these prop bets, you're banking on at least one win from the Bucks. We'll give them a little bit of credit. I think that sweep, it makes sense. It's a great payout, but it looks seems like low-hanging fruit. That seems too good to be true. Yeah, another one of note, 41% of tickets uh, at BetMGM, uh, Suns and six, plus 450. That, I can get behind that, Pritch. Okay. That makes some sense to me. And again, you know, looking at what these teams have done, so the Suns beat the Lakers in six, the Suns beat the Clippers in six, they swept the Nuggets. They've kind of been in these series where, you know, they're only giving up, you know, none or one or two games overall. So it's just, it's weird to me, Pritch, that, 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 that's plus 450, mm -hmm. that, you know, it's sandwiched between plus three, a couple plus three fifties. 
it's just weird to me that that one would be much higher of a payout than the than the four to one or the three to one. So that's kind of fishy to me. Uh, but I still think this the Suns. You know, I, I have a bet here on the minus one ninety series price on Phoenix, and I think if this is you know you're looking at a number here, I would say. Maybe Suns and five would be where I would lean. Okay, let's get back to that total in game one because uh, yesterday it was 217, 217 and a half. Uh, you've seen it move up to 220 right now. Uh, are you involved anywhere yet? Or are you kind of waiting it out to, uh, for more news? So I'm waiting it out now, Pritch. You know, to me, the over was the play, but we always talk about this in sports betting. It's not just picking the right side, it's getting the right number and not wanting to be uh, too late on a line move that's already gone by you. So to me, again, when it opened 217 and a half, if you had gotten down over 217 and a half, over 218, 18 and a half, I mean, kind of the last sharp move I saw across the market was around over 218 and a half. So at this point, it's hard to bet into a number yeah. that has moved so much. But it, to, and also, it's a waiting game here, Pritch, because we want to know Giannis in or out. With him being questionable, I think the odds makers will probably keep this this at 220, wait for confirmation, maybe more bets, uh, big bets come in. You know, the public is leaning Suns here a little bit, so that's something to monitor. But I would really have liked the over if you gotten a little bit early. At this point, to me, uh, it might be a layoff and wait until we see where the next move goes. I like these bets on the board right now, too. Exact number of games, Joshua. And then four games is plus 700. Uh, five games plus 250. Six games plus 190. Seven games uh, plus 190 as well. All plus money situations. Uh, any strategy that comes to mind when it comes to the exact number of games for the NBA Finals? Not too much of a strategy here, okay. Pritch. I mean, there's a couple ways to look at it. Number one, if you expect a you know a deeper end series, game six, game seven, uh, both are plus 190. You could maybe take a shot on both, but and and maybe try to split one of the two. But the problem there is, if it goes four or five, you lose both of those bets. So it's not really a true you know hedging or arbitrage kind of situation because mm -hmm. there's a there's really a chance you could lose it on some of the earlier numbers there. But that kind of makes me worried about my maybe my lean to Suns in five, Pritch, <laughs> because why isn't uh, five the lowest payout? You know, six and seven are the lowest payouts. So maybe the odds makers are saying this could be a deeper series. Maybe Giannis uh, does get back to his his old self here and really give the Bucks here a boost. But that's intriguing. Here's the other thing about sports betting, Pritch. You can play different things. You can have different uh, or the kind of the same overall idea, but, you know, identify a different number, like an exact outcome or right. a series price or number of games, these sort of things. So, you know, if you're watching the program, listening in uh, to our show today, if you have a you know, you feel like you have an edge on one of these. Don't just bet the, you know, the, the easiest prop in front of you, easiest futures bet. Look around because you can kind of play one off another, maybe get a better payout or, you know, put down a, a lower amount of money on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, human nature is going to come into play at some point. Like um, Tampa Bay, they're better than the Canadians. Uh, but human nature came into play, I believe. Uh, the Canadians, they didn't want to get swept at home. Uh, you got Tampa who had an extra day on the road to think about winning game five at home. Uh, whether the mayor gets involved with that or not, Josh, human nature, why, why do upsets exist in professional sports? I mean, I, I think from a human nature standpoint, if you have enough guys that are not focused or not locked in or they lose their edge, things can happen. So uh, I think from the NBA Finals perspective, too, that could happen as well. So uh, expecting human nature to get involved in this series as well, even though uh, we might think that the Suns are that much better than Milwaukee and therefore justifying a uh, betting on the sweep. But uh, I wouldn't do that uh, because I, I just think human nature is going to come into play at some point. I think it will, Pritch. And again, this we're betting into a market, but sports betting, this is real people betting, you know, playing right. real games here. And that can come in, uh, into a factor. And I would say, Pritch, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about back to 2007, what we say, what we call the game that shall not be mentioned. Patriots <laughs> going undefeated into the Super Bowl. Right. They're what, a 14-point favorite in that game yeah. and end up losing straight up. So, 
the pressure mounts, you know, if you're chasing history or if you're up big and you start to uh, fall off a bit, which one thing here, Pritch, looking at tomorrow, we're going to do the show tomorrow together. Can't mm -hmm. wait for that. But Tampa Bay, they're minus 200 this next game here to close it out. And one of my favorite systems here, and Patrick Maher, I know you're on vacation, but Patrick <laughs> loves this one too. The Tampa Bay Lightning are 15-0, and a perfect 15-0 and last two playoffs after a loss. I heard this about that. This has been the, the ultimate spot, ultimate number here to back Tampa Bay. Yeah. So uh, I, don't th I don't think you want to give the Habs any life here, Pritch. You want to get it done if you're Tampa. You want to get it done tomorrow night, and that's a good good trend, and it speaks to the bounce-back factor, the mental toughness of this Tampa Bay team. Minus 220 out here now in Vegas, though, Josh. I mean, I think everybody knows about Big that number. undefeated uh, <laughs> uh, situation with Tampa Bay after a loss right there. Uh, and, and Vasilevsky, I mean, this guy's incredible. T, I, I do not expect Montreal to win game uh, five here. Uh, this is what Tampa wanted, all right? I mean, they wanted to celebrate with their fans. Uh, oh, and also their family. The family couldn't make it up to Montreal. I mean, that human nature, right? You're going to go back to back. I'm telling you, Josh, it is rare. Uh, to do something like that. So to be able to ce celebrate that with your family, uh, your fans on your home ice, uh, that might be so, uh, more intriguing as opposed to trying to win that thing uh, on the road there in Montreal. And all it takes is a few guys to lose that edge, like I mentioned earlier. Great point by you, Pritch. So, yeah, we'll give an assist to the mayor of, of Tampa there <laughs> for, for saying, hey, give them a game, give the Canadians, give them something to be happy about, uh, but bring it back home and win in Tampa. And I would also just say, Pritch, you know, lightning, big number there, minus 220. Mm -hmm. They have covered the puck line in three or four games. So the minus one and a half is actually a plus 125 payout there. And also home favorites off a loss. This just speaks to getting the last change at home. The advantages of being at home, 15 and nine so far this playoff, 63% home favorites off a loss. All right. We do have a big show. Josh Tower is going to be in studio with us, uh, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, get his take on Major League Baseball, some of the games as well. Uh, break down the NBA Finals with Tom Byrne as well. But coming up next on the program, we're going to start our preview of player props in the NBA, the NBA Finals, with either, neither, or both. That's next. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports in Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boost odds specials, and much, much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the Strip, have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Josh, here we go with some player props. Either, neither, or both style. I love this. Uh, game one, we got Chris Paul, uh, a double-double, plus 115, or... Devin Booker, 30-plus points, plus 110. Either, neither, or both there. 
So, Pritch, I'm going to go either. I'm going to go Devin Booker, 30-plus okay. points. Uh, number one, I think this layoff could really benefit both these guys, both Chris Paul with the injuries, you know, bring back uh, his body from COVID, getting reacclimated. We talked about a hand issue. Devin Booker, obviously, uh, with, you know, with his face issue, and hopefully now he doesn't have to wear the mask. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at kind of when I go look at these head-to-head -head props, I'm looking at who has done it more often. So uh, the prices are relatively equal, you know, a little less of a payout there with Devin Booker getting a 30-plus points plus 110, Chris Paul double-double plus 115. But what I like about Booker is uh, he's done this way more often. You know, in the playoffs, he's done this seven times out of 16 games, uh, getting 30 points or more, whereas Chris Paul, even though the guy's been unbelievable, and I do have a prop bet that centers around Chris Paul later, Rich, that we'll talk about, but he's only got gotten a double-double uh, three out of 16 games. So uh, really getting points plus assists, that's how you're going to get your Chris Paul double-double. So I'm going to go Devin Booker. I think this layoff really benefits him, uh, and I think Booker more likely, in my opinion, a smaller payout. Maybe that's what the odds makers are telling you. More likely to happen. I'll go Booker here more likely, and I'll go either with Booker going 30 or more. Okay, I might be inclined to go both here because I think Chris Paul, having never been to the NBA Finals, uh, is going to try to get his <laughs> uh, tonight, Josh. And that means, okay, uh, a double-double for sure in terms of points. I mean, how, how much is it going to take him to get – uh, to double-digit points. Uh, and then when you think about assists, uh, trying to get people involved too. Aiton, uh, we'll see what he can do there. But Booker, to get to those 30-plus points, uh, maybe uh, you see Chris Paul uh, dishing it out a few more times. It's a great point by you, Pritch. This is why I love working with you, because you bring me <laughs> these X factors that I got to consider here. Uh, but I'm with you. And again, look at what Chris Paul did in that closeout game against the Clippers, right. Pritch. You, this box score is unbelievable. 35 minutes, he had 41 points. He had eight assists, four rebounds, three steals. Uh, he was seven of eight shooting the three. And also he had zero, zero turnovers, Pritch. Mm -hmm. This is speaks to just what a level this guy is playing at right now. Maybe the best basketball of his career, even though he's 36 years old. That's a great point by you, Pritch. A guy playing well, and now it's his time to shine here on the, on the biggest stage in the NBA. So that, that could be a reason maybe to lean both. And also, they're both small payouts here, Pritch. Odds makes are telling you. Uh, it's 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 a doable prop for both of these guys. Yeah, I mean, even if I do select either, I mean, Devin Booker, 30-plus points is a good choice, too. Uh, game one, uh, how about Chris Middleton, 10-plus uh, rebounds? He's plus 240. Uh, or Brooke Lopez, 20-plus points. Josh Applebaum, plus 250. I'm going to go either. I'm okay. not going to go Lopez because I think Lopez is a very important player for them. He's a guy who can obviously get you points in the paint. He can shoot a three. He's a big glue guy, good veteran guy. But when it comes to scoring, Pritch, I don't know if, if getting, you know, 20-plus points a game is really his game. Um, he's been very erratic when it comes to this prop. He's only gone 20-plus uh, point games uh, seven times this, this postseason. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, it hasn't had, or actually only two times, believe it or not, uh, in that one. He's come, I think he's had 19 a few different times, but only two times he's gone over that. So I'm going to go Chris Middleton, especially if Giannis is out. I think if Giannis is out, that really creates a void there for one of these big guys. And what's Middleton, Pritch, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, to get down on the boards, get some more defensive rebounds. And he has gone uh, gone over this 10 rebounds 7 of 17 times. So I'll go either. It's plus 240. See if I can get Middleton 10 or more. I'd be curious to see how the Suns match up with um, either Brooke Lopez or who, whoever is playing 5 uh, for uh, the Bucks, because I wonder if they want to extend themselves that way uh, or do they want Aiton to kind of uh, protect the rim and then also get those rebounds, uh, limit those second chances there for Milwaukee. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Pritch. So here's the unknown of, you know, two teams, different conferences mm -hmm. going head to head. A lot of times 
uh, you know, some betters, if you don't have an edge on a game, you can always scout. So right. one thing could be, hey, if you don't have a clear bet, you know, we all want action on a game. We don't want to force action just to have action. You want a reason behind it. But maybe you do some research, see how these matchups play out, which could benefit you with these props later in the series. I know. And it's great exercise, right? I mean, really just think trying to figure out the best bet on the board. And, uh, uh, you know, we got two selections here to kind of choose from. So either, neither, both. I love the exercise uh, for sure. Come up next, the National Football League has seven new head coaches. There's odds to make the playoffs. We discussed. That's coming up next. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's a perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VSIN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum hosting today. Uh, Josh, National Football League, uh, I mentioned all the head coaches, new head coaches, uh, they're coming up this season in 2021. You would think we could find some value uh, with some new head coaches and the chances of making a playoff. So let's go over these odds to see if we can do that. Uh, Brandon Staley, the new head coach out there with the L.A. Chargers, to make the playoffs, the yes, plus 135, the no, minus 165. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited about Justin Herbert in year two. Uh, what do you think about those odds right there? Yeah, a couple of these jump out to me, Pritch. And I think first off, if you're betting these, you know, long-term season props, you got to just uh, make sure you're, you both have the liquidity with your bankroll to be able to, you know, bet some of these numbers and put it away and not have it affect your day-to-day -day sports betting. So just be uh, okay and patient with the fact that it's going to take a long time to cash and don't tie up too much of your bankroll betting on these long-term uh, long futures. I think that's something to always keep in mind here. Mm -hmm. But a couple of these caught my eye, Pritch. So number one, uh, a couple that I really like, Arthur Smith Falcons, minus 300, no, to make the playoffs. I don't see this team making the playoffs here, Pritch. They were 4-12 and 12 last year. I'm sorry, I know it was your, for, your former team. 4-12 and 12 last year, 7.5 win total here. To me, it's just, if you're a new head coach, and I'll defer to you, Pritch, you're behind the eight ball, you right. know, going into the NFL for your first time here. It's just such a, uh, a tough competitive league that if you're having to play catch up and you're a rookie head coach, it's really difficult for you to go to the playoffs in year one. So that minus 300 to me has a lot of value. Obviously you're going to play Tom Brady twice. It's a team that, you know, I'm intrigued by Pitts. I'm, I'm high on Pitts. We both are Pritch. Uh, but do they have any defense at all to stop some of these other teams here? They could be a team that's good to the over throughout the year. You think of them as just being porous defensively, but minus 300 to miss the playoffs. I would take that bet. Also urban Meyer. Give me all the Jags unders, everything. Pritch. <laughs> I like the Jags unders their win total six and a half. It's juiced up under minus 120. They were one in 15 last year. I think even if you, you know, win three or four games, I think that's a, a good step in year one with Trevor Lawrence. I don't see them making the playoffs. I just think it's very um, improbable. Minus 450 is a big number, but those are the two ones that would jump out to me. Right. I'll defer to you, Pritch. Any of these that, that you see value on? Well, no, not value. I mean, the Jets minus 700, no. I mean, Dan Campbell and the Lions minus 900, the no. 
Um, forget about it with the Texans. You know what's interesting about uh, making the playoffs, too, because so many people will look at just the coaches. Uh, but it's an organization. I mean, you do a show with Michael Lombardi, he'll probably be the first one to tell you that. Uh, when you look at how many years some of, these, some of these teams have not made the playoffs, Jacksonville's made the playoffs one time uh, since 2008. I mean, that's not a coach problem. That's not a player problem. Uh, there's something else right there. So, I mean, I, I would look at it from that standpoint when I want to make a bet on, or certainly get involved with some of these features that way. I think it's a great point about you, Pritch. And again, when your organizational culture, like with the Jaguars, we think they, they've had a lot of high picks. You know, mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence, you're bringing in Meyer. You feel like they may have an opportunity here to get better, but it's just so hard to break a trend that's, that's you know, continued right. for so many years. Also, kind of a tough division. Obviously, the Texans aren't great, but you still have the Colts. You still have uh, the Titans here. That Those are going to be tough games. Um, so to me, Pritch, my other thing here is if I'm betting these futures, I don't really want to go above anything like minus 500. Just that's such a big number to lay, you know, the limits on some of these uh, prop bets can be a little bit lower. So I don't, even though like, you know, Cully and the Texans, I think there's no, really no chance at all. They make the playoffs, but are you going to put a minus 1200 in that's going to sit in your account for, you know, six months here, mm -hmm. that can be a little bit difficult unless you have obviously the liquidity uh, to balance that out. But uh, Pritch, did you play on the, under any first year head coaches in the NFL? And did you notice any differences between them and maybe a veteran head coach? Um, I did not play under a first time head coach. No, no. Uh, Jerry Glanville. Oh, you know what? No, Jerry Glanville was a head coach in Houston. Um, nope, did not do that. Uh, Dennis Erickson was from college, but yet he was already established up there in Seattle. Uh, and then Mike Shanahan Wade Phillips had a year under his belt, too, when I was in Denver. So, no, I never had that situation. <laughs> yeah, Pritch, I was hoping you were going to say fade the first year head yeah, coaches. They're, 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 I would. You know, their head is under the water. They got too much going on. It's too much pressure. But, uh, again, I think with a lot of these long-term prop bets, just remember the public wants plus money. You want to bet plus money to turn something small into something bigger, where to me with a lot of these first-year head coaches, you look at win totals in general. I think yeah. you talk to a lot of wise guys. They bet on win total overs with teams with continuity. They do not want to bet overs with teams that have a new head coach, new quarterback, things that are changing. You want stability. And really, this is the opposite of that with these new first year head coaches. So a lot of these minus numbers, you know, you can interest you know, the one I would say uh -huh. be careful with is Sirianni Pritch, just okay. because the Eagles, their win total six and a half. That division is kind of wide open. We don't know what we're going to get. From some of these teams here you know again it's minus 300 not to make it but i could see maybe they squeak in you know as a wild card team that's one that i would i would kind of lean off of sirianni could be great he could be terrible but that division is so wide open i wouldn't want to take my chance there i'd much rather put my money on no on the jaguars and uh, and no on arthur smith and the falcons absolutely totally agree with you on that one what about the charges though because charges are getting uh, a lot of love and primarily because of justin herbert uh, the yes plus 135, the no minus 165 there, uh, Josh. But their win totals, I, I think, are elevated, too. Is it nine and a half, if I can remember correctly? You're totally right, Pritch. Nine and a half. Now, the under is juiced up a little bit. Remember, yeah. they went seven and nine last year. Herbert right. made a lot of big strides there, rookie of the year. Uh, they're under nine and a half, though, is minus 130. So, odds makers are telling you this could be a, you know, a nine and eight sort of team, Pritch. I still kind of, I do the math wrong, you know, uh, <laughs> like nine and seven, 60-game schedule. I got to get used to this new 17-game one here. Um, I like what they're doing. I like some of the moves they made in the draft. I think Herbert will make another step, but that's still kind of a tough division. And the no is still a minus number. So I always just get worried when a team becomes really trendy in the off season, Pritch, mm -hmm. and it feels like the chargers are that trendy team. I always go back to, 
you know, a few years ago when you were the Cleveland Browns, when they got Odell Beckham and they made all these moves, they were on hard knocks. Everyone fell in love with them. Typically, those are the teams that I, I'd like to bet against here. So I would lean no here, minus 165, but I do like the direction that they're heading. Same kind of thing with the Chargers. Uh, one time, one playoff appearance since 2014. Uh, same owners, uh, we know, different stadium, different city even, uh, but same results. Uh, uh, so that's what you have to deal with, too. I, I think when you're looking at win totals or if you're looking at uh, teams that could make the playoffs, think about culture uh, and think about the top down and have that kind of mentality. That'll help you out. Great point by you, Pritch. And also the division is huge. Right. I mean, if you're high in the Chargers, they're going to have to beat the Chiefs a few times, the Raiders, your Broncos are looking pretty decent mm -hmm. here. Who knows if they get Rodgers, Pritch? But again, keep an eye on the division. You got to map out wins and losses in your division. Maybe Brady will get some information from him tonight in the match, whether he's going to play for the Broncos or the Packers. Uh, coming up next on the program, Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher. He's in studio uh, just a week and a half ago. The Houston Astros was the hottest team in baseball. Who's the hottest team in baseball now? We'll get his take coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA Finals game and either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet. Enjoy the Finals more than ever with BetMGM. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 800 bets off in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. In studio with us right now, Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Josh, what's going on? What's up, y'all? Nothing much. <laughs> Happy to have you in studio. Um, I got to ask you this question because we have some teams in first place, and I want to know who's not going to be there as we approach the halfway point. Got the Red Sox up four and a half uh, in first place. Uh, the White Sox up six games in first place, three and a half for the Astros uh, in American League. All the way into the National League, you got the Mets up four, uh, Brewers up six right now, and then you got the Giants up a half a game. Uh, it's at, what are we, halfway? Almost, <laughs> um, almost. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the obvious one, no offense, is the Giants. I mean, at this point, they're not showing signs of really going away, but I, I think it'd be tough for them still to win the division. Okay. Um, they're clearly in the running for the postseason at this point, but uh, the division will be tough for me. The Mets, for sure, I think is the one team across the board I do not think will be there mm. when it's all said and done. 
Uh, I would love to see Cincinnati give Milwaukee a run. They just, you know, and, and Amir Garrett had a save the other night, which right. is good. So if Amir cannot look at overall numbers and just focus on what he's done lately, and that can be a piece that they missed without having to go get something, it would be great for the Reds. Um, but Milwaukee's been fantastic, and, and the struggles early offensively have clearly gone away. The health issues have, have come back, and so that, that'll be a tough division to overturn, but I would love to see that. Um, and then as far as the East, uh, it's hard to write off Tampa, Rich. It's hard right, to write off the Right, I got you. I got you. And they come back last night and had no business. First, they had no business blowing the game last night. Then they had no business winning the game. So, I mean, it, they're, they're just such a good team. It's tough. Yeah. Josh, let me throw a couple uh, first game at you. And one that I want to get your take. Is, and overall, just on Nathan Avaldi. So, the Red Sox here, they're 10-1 and one their last 11. Uh, going to L.A. here. Hung on for a win last night. Got a little dicey, 5-4. to four. But going up against Otani here. And one thing I've seen, Josh, Game open at a pick 'em, pretty much down the middle. Flip a coin. That came moving to the Red Sox. Yeah, now up to minus 115. Red Sox. Red Sox have done great uh, as a favorite, 30 and 19 against righties, 36 and 20. What have you seen out of Nathan Avaldi this year? I can tell you, in Boston, everyone loved him when he pitched in that 18 inning game in the World Series. <laughs> then he got way too much money. He stinks. Now he's good again. But what do you think? Can the Sox get it done today, or would you buy low on Otani here? Uh, Nathan Avaldi, he is something else. He was great in the postseason, and again, it just takes that one little moment where ask Pablo Sandoval again. How do you get paid? Uh, it, it was proven. I mean, again, you got to look at overall numbers for Nathan Avaldi. He really had one season where he. He had above 500 record. I mean, nine and eight at one point, two and one at another point. But 14 and three was the only season where he's ever really had success. He's under 500 for his career. So um, that's on y'all for thinking that he was an elite pitcher. No offense. He's having a good year this year for sure. So he's mixing it back in. When 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 Nathan's been good this year, he's been really good. And when he's been bad, it's been pretty bad. So they, I'm not really getting a, a consistent middle. And then the team itself has been good, so it's really been helping him. Shohei Otani, I don't think, has given up more than two runs in any one game at home this year. So you got to factor that in. He's a lot more comfortable there. He is coming off that game at New York. Usually I would, I would be a little bit hesitant in these situations, giving up seven runs in the first inning. But, again, I can't explain to people – what pitching at Yankee Stadium does, and then for somebody like Shohei coming from a different country and the Yankees rule the world, um, it's just there's a whole different sense of feeling and nerves that come into play. Mm -hmm. So I, I completely throw that one out the window. I'm not worried about it because then he goes home against the Orioles and hits like 18 home runs in a four-game set. So clearly he wasn't affected pitching. Um, I do favor the Angels in this situation. If you guys want to go first five, I'm not mad at that either. My one hesitation, again, is if Shohei comes out, is he out of the game offensively as well? And then the Angels' bullpen compared to the Red Sox' bullpen. So, uh, understandably, this game's down the middle. I would favor the Angels a little bit in this one. As a former Major League Baseball pitcher, help us understand uh, Otani because we can't cap him like we do normal pitchers. You know, normal pitchers, no. they have those five-day rests, right, and, or whatever the rotation is and setting up. Uh, Otani, though, he was up to the plate last night, had a chance to win it, didn't do it. Now he's got a pitch. <laughs> So how do, you, how do you... He's not normal, man. Help us out understand. I know he's not normal. You're right. Mm -hmm. So help us out understand how to bet a guy like that. I, I'm telling you, there's two different people. I'm, I'm, I, listen, I think a lot of us could do this. Uh, maybe not at his level. Mm -hmm. But I didn't... That, and that's why I brought up the Orioles series. Because I was at the game on Friday night. Uh, this was a couple days removed. He pitched Wednesday versus the Yankees and got throttled on, on bullpen day, which would have been Friday. Pritch, Josh, I'm still pretty pissed off. Like, I'm throwing an angry bullpen. Like, I can't let that go. I'm having a hard time, and I'm getting my work to 
to clear my brain at, uh, leading up to my fifth day. And he goes out there against the Orioles, and he not only hits two home, uh, two home runs, and he still second, and they, they walk him in the ninth. He's still second. He's the game-winning run. Perfect slide around the bases beautifully. Everything he does, hustle, respect. There's things he did when he got out that I watched. That I, right. was, I was just like, this dude is – I text somebody and said there's a couple people playing a different baseball game and he's one of them. Mm. So it, the pitching doesn't seem to affect his offense and vice versa, and that's why I don't really worry about it. Six, six, five, six, six, four, and seven. So if he has the opportunity to go deep, he is going deep in the game as well. Um, so I'm not handicapping him as if he's going four or five anymore. He gotcha. seems to be different than that. So yeah. I don't know. I just I don't think that he allows a separation of anger or excitement. It's my turn to pitch. This is what I'll do. It's my turn to rake. I dare you to throw me a strike. Josh, don't the game get your take on uh, our guy Jacob Degrom at home here against Milwaukee and Degrom? His numbers continue to just be unbelievable. It's seven and two, zero point nine five ERA. If any odds makers are listening, Jimmy Vaccaro, I would set a prop bet right now. We'll. we'll Will DeGrom finish over or under a one wow. ERA? I think you generate a lot of money there on that prop bet. I think a lot of people would probably want to go under there. We'll see how that plays out. But anyway, uh, Josh, we know DeGrom every time he takes the mound, the guy's unbelievable, but he's such a huge number. So as a better, it's like, can I really lay these minus 250s, minus 300s? It's baseball. Anything can happen. I'm actually intrigued by Milwaukee today. This is kind of a line freeze. Everybody's betting the Mets, yet it opened minus 250, 260. Really hasn't moved at all. If you look at Milwaukee, they've actually done very well. Believe it or not, their fifth best record in baseball. The Mets are only 9-14 and 14 against lefties here with Anderson. Milwaukee, 14-9 as a dog. So what do you do here, Josh? Would you be intrigued by the Brewers at a big payout? Or do you say, eh, I, don't, I want nothing to do with this? Or would you target DeGrom in a different way, a first five, a team total, something like that? Um, obviously, clearly, Jacob's struggling right now. I mean, he gave up two his last start, so it's it's hard to really handicap what he's going to do. Uh, ERA at .95 for the season is probably going to go over because accidentally that just goes up as proven by two <laughs> runs in six innings. It's crazy to me. Brett Anderson threw seven shutout the air day versus Cincinnati, and it's the only game in probably the last eight or nine that he's gone past, I think, four or maybe five, but he's been struggling, and then he gets rocked the very next game and goes one and a third. There's absolutely no faith or trust that I can put in him versus anybody. Uh, and then going into New York and the excitement, although we don't – and they may get in a bat, but I don't worry about the opposing pitcher so much. Um, it still is kind of like I know that I'm facing Jacob DeGrom. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, there's this dual thing. I, I have no faith in the Brewers. Um, they did lose the game yesterday, which, I, you know, obviously one of their big dogs was on the mound. 260 is a lot for me to lay anywhere. One and a half is a lot for me to have any faith in the Mets' offense. Uh, I would look at first inning run. I, I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's going to be a good plus money. I would definitely look at the first five for Jacob DeGrom if you really are feeling that frisky. But I, I, I would definitely look elsewhere. But, again, I have no faith in Brett Anderson and the Phillies, in the, or sorry, the Brewers in this game. I was about to mention the Phillies. Something got into them. Um, they are minus 140 on the road against yeah. the Cubs. Uh, Josh Towers, the Cubs also have a no number of key players under contract situations. Uh, I, I would thought I would have thought that we would get more from the Cubs so far this season. The totals ten. Uh, where would you go with this game? That's funny. I would have uh, if you wouldn't have told me that. I would have asked you if it was fifteen. Um, <laughs> Jake Arrieta is he was so good at one point. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was the he was the he, we were talking about Arrieta. At the level we're talking about, Jacob Degrom, mm -hmm. that's how dominant he was. He he's given up a run in every start this year, and the last start he got killed. They were up seven nothing in the first inning, and Jake took the mound, and they lost the game, and he got destroyed. Uh, clearly can't bet the Cubs. They've lost ten in a row, and then Jacob's uh, Arietta's on the mound. So what are we really going to get out of him? Nola did not pitch well his last start, and we're getting the inconsistent Nola, good bad, good bad, and. 
I mean, this is a game that he should settle in a little bit. The Cubs are reeling. You said it. Like, yeah. I, I just I, – I, I believe in the Phillies a heck of a lot more than I do the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs' success rate at home has kind of gone out the window right. since they've been struggling. Again, it's that whole no-hitter thing. Apparently, don't do that. Anybody in baseball, just give up a hit <laughs> in the ninth and call it a day on that one. Uh, I, I would and, – and, and honestly, it has nothing to do with the fact that the Cubs lost 10 in a row. I cannot trust Arietta for anything. Okay. And that's a lot of bullpen to ask again. And when you're losing ten in a row, you probably use your pen a lot. Um, I would have to go with uh, I would have to go with the Phillies. And if Bryce is in the lineup a little bit more, I think Bryce uh, will have a big day if he's in the lineup. Josh, I'm right there with you with the Phillies. That's a game that caught my eye. They got bet up pretty big, minus mm -hmm. one twenty Pritch opener up to minus one forty. Oh wow! You have yeah. seen non uh, yeah non favorites have done very well this year uh, overall. But another one here, Josh, for you: uh, Dodgers in Miami. Pretty good pitching matchup. Gonsolin and Lopez both with a sub three ERA here. You saw Miami as a dog come up with a big one yesterday. They had a big line move in their favor and actually came through for a lot of wise guys. But do you like Josh today? The Dodgers bouncing back. They open around minus 120 doing bet up to around minus 130. They had that long winning streak snapped yesterday, but you have seen non-division favorites with steam of 10 cents or more 65% so far this year. So what do you think? Would you lay this number here with the Dodgers on the road? It's crazy because the line was uh, similar yesterday and, and, and it shouldn't have been in the bullpen ended up blowing it. Um, yeah, I think you can have a little faith in the Dodgers here. I mean, I'm not in love with it, but a little faith. I also like the Cincinnati Reds today. All right. That was quick. <laughs> I like that. I don't right know how much time Josh, we have. I hear the music. Yeah, I know. We're running out of time right there. Uh, Josh Towers in studio. Awesome job as always. Uh, Thanks, enjoy buddy. the rest of the day. Good seeing you, dude. Absolutely. Uh, when Thanks, we Josh. When we continue to program hour number two, we're going to get a market update from Josh Applebaum as well as Tom Byrne joined the program to help us out with the NBA Finals. That's coming up next.